Hello, it's Sandra. I'm going to read this National Geographic article I found called Orcas Don't Do Well in a Captivity. Here's why. Anyways, I'm going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> the marine mammals, stars of the amusement park shows around the world, have long died before their time. Published March 25th, 2019. In January 2019, Kayla died. She was a 30-year-old killer whale living at SeaWorld Orlando. If she'd been living in the wild, she'd likely have lived into her 50s and possibly as old as 80. Still, Kayla lived longer than any captive-born orca in history. It's not clear what she died from. SeaWorld hasn't released the results on her necropsy, and by law is not required to. But her immediate cause of death may not tell us much anyways. Often, orcas technically die from pneumonia or other opportunistic infections that take hold because the animal is already weak. Shows a database of necropsy reports kept by the Orca Project Corp, a nonprofit organization made up of marine mammals experts that act, advocate against orcas in captivity. Seventy orcas have been born in captivity around the world since 1977, not counting another 30 that were stillborn or died in utero, according to records in two databases maintained by cetacean experts. 37 of them, including Kayla, are now dead. Only a handful of wild-caught orcas have lived past age 30. No captive. No captive-born orca yet has. There are currently 59 orcas in captivity at sea parks and aquariums throughout the world. Some are wild-caught and some were born in captivity. A third of the world captive's orcas are at the United States, and all but one of those live at SeaWorld's three parks in Orlando, San Diego, and San Antonio. Lolita, a 54-year-old orca who was captured in 1970 in the waters of Washington State, lives alone at the Miami Sea Aquarium in a pool with an open rooftop that has less than twice the length of her body. Another ten, another ten wild-caught orcas are currently held in sea pens at the Russian Far East while the government investigates their possible illegal capture. If they end up being sold to aquariums, likely in Chicago, or no, likely in China, <laughs> the global captive orca tally could jump to 69. Whether it's humane to keep orcas in captivity is subjective to vigorous debate. They are highly intelligent social animals that are genetic, genetically built to live, migrate, and feed over great distances in the ocean. Orcas, whether wild-born or captive-bred, cannot thrive in captivity, says Naomi Rose, a marine mammal scientist at the Animal Welfare Institute, a nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C. It's partially because of their sheer size. Orcas are massive animals that swim vast distances in the wild, 40 miles a day on average, not just because they can, but because they need to, to forage for their very diets and to exercise. They dive 100 to 500 feet several times a day every day. It's basic biology, Rose says. A captive-born orca that has never lived in the ocean still has the same in it drives. If you have evolved to move great distances and look for food and mates, then you are adapted to that type of movement, whether you're a polar bear, an elephant, or an orca. You put orcas in a box that's 150 feet long by 90 feet wide and 30 feet deep, and you're basically turning them into a couch potato. Rose explains that primary indicator whether a mammal will do well in captivity is how wide their range is in the wild. The broader and the the broader their natural range, the oh wait, it says the broader their natural range, the less likely they are to thrive in confinement. This is the same reason that some zoos have been phasing out elephant exhibits. We can recreate terrestrial environments somewhat, like a savanna, for example, she says, but we can't recreate an ocean. Not one marine mammal is adapted to thrive in the world we've made for them in a concrete box, Rose says. Those who studies and work with captive dolphins, captive dolphins. Orcas are the world's biggest dolphin species, argue that it's not about space, but about whether orcas are giving enough enrichment and training to get adequate exercise and mental stimulation. 
signs of suffering. It's really difficult to prove what specifically shortens orcas' lifespans in pools. Animal welfare specialists say the thing with captive orcas is that their health is largely shrouded in mystery, says Heather Rowley, a marine mammal veterinarian at the PETA Foundation. I don't really like PETA. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> only people who are employed with only people who are employed by a facility keeping orcas actually get close to them, and not much of that information is made public. But it's clear, says welfare specialists, that captivity can only compromise orcas' health. This is evident in killer whales, the most body most this is evident in killer whales' most vital body part, their teeth. A peer-reviewed 2017 study in the journal Archives of Orobiology found that a quarter of all orcas in captivity in the U.S. have severe tooth damage. 70% have at least some damage to their teeth. Some orca populations in the wild also show wear and tear on their teeth, but it's symmetrical and happens gradually over decades, in contrast to the acute and irregular damage seen in captive orcas. According to the study, the damage occurs largely because captive orcas persistently grind their teeth on tank walls, often to the point where their nerves are exposed. These ground-down spots remain as open cavities, highly susceptible to infection, even if caretakers regularly flush them out with clean water. This stress-induced behavior has been documented in scientific research since the late 1980s, commonly called stereotype, ster stereotypes, repetitive pattern of activity that have no obvious function. These behaviors, which often involve self-mutilation, are typical of captive animals that have little to no enrichment and live in two small enclosures. Dang, so the orcas basically be cutting themselves. <laughs> Yikes. Orcas have the largest brain of any animal on the planet. Like humans, their brains are highly developed in the areas of social intelligence, language, and self-awareness. In the wild, orcas live in tightly knit family groups that, sell, that share a sophisticated, unique culture that is passed down through generations, research has shown. In captivity, orcas are kept in artificial social groups. A few captive orcas, like Lolita, live completely alone. Captive-born orcas are typically separated from their mothers at ages far younger than in the wild. Male orcas often stay with their mothers for life, and are often transferred between facilities. Kayla was separated from her mother at 11 months old and moved between SeaWorld properties across four, the country <clears throat> four different times. The stress of social disruption is compounded by the fact that orcas in captivity don't have the ability to escape conflict with other orcas or to engage in natural swimming behaviors in pools. In 2013... The documentary film Blackfish laid bare to the psychological toll of captivity through the story of a wild-cut orca named Tillicum, Tillicum, or I don't know, who had killed a trainer at SeaWorld in Orlando. The film included testimony from former SeaWorld trainers and cetacean specialists who argued that Tillicum's stress directly led to his aggression towards humans. He'd previously killed another trainer at non-SeaWorld Park in British Columbia, Canada. Court records show that SeaWorld had documented between 1988 and 2009 100 instances of their orcas being aggressive towards trainers. 11 of those instances resulted in injuries and one in death. Read Q&A with former trainer who criticized SeaWorld for cruel treatment of orcas. Blackfish also included an interview with former wild orca catcher John Crow, who, designed, who described in detail the process of capturing juvenile orcas from the wild. The whales of the babies caught in the net, and the stress of their family members are frankly crowded outside, and the fate of the babies that didn't survive the catch. Those young workers' bodies were slid open, filled with rocks, and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Jesus. Sea change. The public reaction to Blackfish was swift and furious. Hundreds of thousands of outraged viewers signed petitions calling for SeaWorld to retire their orcas or to shut down outright. Partner corporations like Southwest Airlines and the Miami Dolphins severed ties with SeaWorld. Attendance slipped, and its stock became a series of nosedives from which it has never fully recovered. 
We were a fringe campaign. Now we're mainstream. That happened overnight, says Rose, who had been advocating for captive orca welfare since the 1990s. Animal advocacy groups had for years tried to take legal action against the U.S. Department of Agriculture, tasked with implementing the Federal Animal Welfare Act for failing to properly monitor the welfare of animals kept in captivity for entertainment. Efforts had never been successful, said Jared. Goodman, Deputy General of Counsel for the Animal Law PETA Foundation, who has participated in many of the lawsuits. But in 2016, things began to change. California made it illegal to breed orcas in the state. Six months earlier, SeaWorld, which has a park in San Francisco, San Diego, announced that it would be ending its captive worker breeding program altogether, saying its current orcas will be the last generation to live at SeaWorld parks. Although 20 orcas and many other cetaceans continue to live and perform at its facilities, the company increasingly focuses its marketing on its amusement park rides. (coughs) At the federal level, Congressman Adam Schiff A Democrat from California has repeatedly introduced a bill to phase out captive orca displays across the U.S. In Canada, a federal bill is poised to pass later this year that would ban all captive cetacean displays, not just orcas, but dolphins, purposes, and whales. Looking forward, but there's the remaining issue of what to do with the 22 orcas in captivity in the U.S. and Canada if federal legislation shuts down captive facilities or if captive facilities like SeaWorld agree to go one step forward and retire their current orcas altogether. None of these animals would be, could be released into the wild. they become dependent on being fed by humans. The Whale Sanctuary Project, led by a group of marine mammal scientists, veterinarians, policy experts, and engineers, aims to establish large seaside sanctuaries for retired or rescued cetaceans. The idea is that these animals will be able to live in cordoned-off habitats in the ocean while still being cared for and fed by humans. The group has identified potential sites in British Columbia, Washington State, and Nova Scotia. The logistics of making sanctuary for reality would be complex, says Heather Rally, who's on the organization's advisory board. We have sanctuaries for every other species, she says. Despite the challenges, it's absolutely the time for a marine mammal sanctuary. It's long overdue. <laughs> oh, I scrolled too far. <sighs> Give me a sec. <laughs> The Whale Sanctuary Project, led by a group of blah, 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 blah. We, blah, 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 blah. The Whale Sanctuary Project hopes that they might eventually partner with SeaWorld in the rehabilitation process. SeaWorld opposes the concept of sea sanctuaries, referring to them as sea cages, saying that environmental hazards and radically new habitat would likely cause tremendous stress on their orcas and do more harm than good. SeaWorld has removed its website, a has removed from its website a 2016 statement detailing its opposition. But the company representative confirms to National Geographic that SeaWorld's position remains unchanged. Although there appears to be some hope for the future of captive orcas in the West, in Russia and China, the captive marine and mammal industry continues to grow. In Russia, the 10 recently captured orcas languish in a small sea pen waiting their fate. China now has 76 operational sea parks, with another 25 under construction. The vast majority of cetaceans in captivity there were wild-caught and imported from Russia and Japan. China hasn't had their blackfish moment, Rose says, but she's hopeful that it will come, because she's seen it come before. You would not have written this story ten years ago, she says. Okay, that's the article. Um, Yeah, 